Say it. No. Say it. Not saying it. What? Hey guys! He's <laughs> <laughs> waiting to give the point. There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh man. There she blows. Hey everybody. <laughs> We're back. Welcome. Hey that we haven't been together in months. It feels like we've been in a time warp. <laughs> repeating a bunch of days without each other. Without oh, each other. Just like, all right. Why does why does Groundhog Day make the list of worst movies ever? I don't think it was that bad. I've never seen it. No, <laughs> never seen it. Really? Neither of you? It's Bill Murray, right? Yeah. I, did it fit why into the... Why would I watch that? Because it's a good movie. <laughs> I like Bill Murray, but I think it's only because I'm supposed to like Bill Murray. That's probably fair. Yeah. Murray. 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 Bill Murray. I don't I think, think I like him. Yeah? Why not? I don't think I don't think John Candy's as good as you think he is. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he's predictable and he's nostalgic. That's why he's good. He's not good because he's actually good. What's yeah. the movie the John Candy movie where they're like at the cabin? Rescuers Down Under. It's you're dumb. He voices the voice of Albatross. Joe, the big Joe Rock. Rock. Oh, no. Joe Move. I don't remember what, what it's about called. Bob? <laughs> what about Bob? Uh, I saw that Is movie that too many times. That's Bill Murray, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. You what? Seen what about Bob? No. I thought no. that was like a prerequisite to be a Christian. No, I haven't seen it. Why does that have anything to do with Christian? There's actually a lot of Bill Because every that youth I group seen. I was ever a part of watched What About Bob? Princess Bride. That's a, not even a good movie. No Life Aquatic for me. No. What what is, what is No Life Aquatic? Uh, Life Aquatic. It's a it's an older Bill Murray movie. No, I've haven't seen never it. heard of it. Mm. Yep. It's the one. Uh, there's one director who makes a bunch of movies with Bill Murray in them, and they're all artsy fartsy. I don't know his name though. Wow, this is this is engaging. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's the guy that's kind of like? John Candy that hosted Family Feud. He has the really terrible, annoying voice. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, what's his He's name? He's like if John Candy got mixed with Chris Farley, yeah. left out in the sun for a little bit. Yeah. Aren't they the same person? No, no. Huh. They're different. Chris Farley and John Candy? Yeah, they're like the same. I, <laughs> I don't know. Have you... I, every, I can't... I almost said fat guy in a little coat, but... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good moment. Yeah. Uh, I remember my parents laughing about it. Okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> what is actually going on in our world? It doesn't, it's over. It's all over. The Just end. back it up. We're uh, having a United service this weekend. I get, The thing to be looking forward to is we have a lot of stuff happening around Easter. Easter's. We have three candy grabs this year, right? Yep. Three? Yeah. Where's the third one? The St. Louis Where Park. have you been? <laughs> Greg's, Greg's literally this been is literally out of the country, country. <laughs> for, for the last eight days. Not out of country. Puerto Rico is part of the country. Out you of, were overseas, weren't you? He was out of continental. Oh my goodness. I was out of the States. This is something that we need to uh, rectify in our, our knowledge, our learning, is that Puerto Rico think... is part of the United States if, of America. The United They're States... so offended by the... The way that people talk about that, the words they use. If, do you think if the United States had forty nine states right now, 
<laughs> Puerto Rico would make it. Yeah, because we'd love divisible by five or ten. What's yeah. the what what does the average Puerto Rican person think about the fifty states of the United States? How yeah. do they see their we're, own wait, country? Wait, we're gonna get into this in a minute. In relation we, Don't stop! We're we're opening it up. We're getting in. Hey, we'll, we're going to take a little break and come back with this conversation <laughs> with Greg. That was a great break. I'm sorry about that intro. What, what do you mean? That was, it was sad. It's going to go, it's going to get better from here. It's I, better. I, I will say that our Bill Murray and John Candy conversations were not highlights of the year. Yeah. Craig's mom, we apologize. <laughs> uh, we, oh, man. So, Greg just got back uh, doing a trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, so we're just going to let Greg, we're going to... Zach and I are going to sit on the floor at your feet as you guys talk about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I went on a missions trip, guys. It was great. It was good. It was fantastic. It was remarkable. It was life-changing. It are was... you meaning to do a Trump impression right now? Or... No. That's good, though. It's kind of getting there. It's getting oh, but that's how, if, if, you, if you ask a, a teenager, give them a microphone after a missions trip, they say a whole bunch of adjectives that mean absolutely nothing. Mm. Gassy. So, it was fun. We had, it was remarkable. We had the, the best time. It was so cool. It was neat. Yeah. Well, like, this was definitely a stretching trip. Uh, as in, I had no idea where I was sleeping for any of the time I was down there. Did you sleep on the like beach the day before? Nights? I didn't sleep on the beach at all. Do you um, think you would have slept on the oh, beach? Oh, definitely. There's <laughs> sand fleas. Oh, there's these crazy... Is it the big ones? No, they're tiny. Okay, because there's sand fleas, but there's also, what do they call them? I forget, but in Virginia Sharks? Beach, they're about the size of a, a quarter. Sharks. <laughs> and they look gummy, and yeah. they'll come up during tide, and they will dig under the sand. And if you dig and pull up sand, you'll watch them. They'll try and swim back, and they'll just start digging in the sand. Are the crabs? They are little, little crabs. Like little tiny crab they're guys. little yeah. crabs. No, oh. but the sand fleas will just bite the crap out of you. Ah, that's no good. It's like mosquitoes. Huh. Non-stop. But, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. You, in, like, 1995, so a couple years ago. Okay. That's 25 years ago. Yeah, isn't it weird how the 70s were 30 years ago, and also they're actually 50 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, in 1995, I went to Venezuela and uh, with a group of people to work at a camp, and... When on our way there, I asked the other two people that were with, I said, Hey, how are we getting picked up from the airport? And we fly our next plane ticket has like 30 hours between now and then. What are we going to do for that time? And none of us, we had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's mainly how this was, except the fact that I had also invited somebody else to come with me. And so I felt some level of responsibility yeah. that. She, Jenny, part Jenny, of our church community, uh, who, Jenny's wonderful. I just, before this trip, didn't really know her that well. Yeah. Um, and then Nate from our church is a part of a nonprofit working down there that kind of organized this whole thing for us. But it was also one of those trips where there's like six or seven different groups coming together to do work. 
and everybody thinks everybody else is in charge. So yeah. things Were are... Were you in charge then? I was just as much in charge as everyone else. <laughs> you got to meet some higher profile people, or at least hear from some higher profile people. Yeah, well, throughout the time we were there, we got to be a part of a bunch of different stuff. So we did... Uh, so we had five community centers that we did solar panel installation on and batteries to like power the buildings uh, some in case of blackout some they have zero power so they're off grid yeah um which is this is what Nate their nonprofit does uh kind of they're <laughs> what not does that mean? well their nonprofit is really about mobile solar stations okay so they would do temporary for these places to give them some power until another group can come along and do like a more long-term thing um which was kind of the other projects that were being done and nate nate's and his brother will were kind of uh the electrical know-how even though none of them are electricians (laughs) there was one point we were wiring up this thing of batteries that was more batteries than i've ever seen in my life and we were just doing it that's fine What's the worst that can happen? You die. <laughs> he was... Well, Will worked at a company locally here that manufactured batteries. And so he understands what not to do. Yeah. But you just don't complete the circuit. But when you're wrenching on a battery, it's really easy to accidentally complete yeah, the circuit. Yeah, you wrench across two yeah. poles. Yeah. So that was the worry the whole time. That's good. Uh, so we did on... I worked directly on two of the five locations, and then we also went to the south side of the island where the earthquakes happened, uh, and there's just ca- military camps and unofficial camps of just people in tents, and that's really Nate and Will's thing they were doing right there is disaster relief, and so they'll bring yeah. in solar power trailers and solar stations so people can have internet and charge their phones and... Uh, they don't have to use gas power generators to. Do, how do they? Um, how do they get their supplies there? Um, they so a lot of, a lot of their trailers. Well, they they have one huge trailer that was built on the island, mm-hmm. um, and then, like they just buy the batteries from local manufacturers and stuff like that. Um, I think I don't think they've shipped any trailers there. Kind of what they're doing is both having their own trailers, but then also utilizing other people that have solar trailers that don't know how to deploy them hmm. or yeah. don't have the capacity to deploy them. And so yeah. they about half the trailers on the island are other people's trailers that they deploy on their behalf, wow. which is interesting. Um, just trying to utilize all the resources that are available on the island. So we got to travel to the south side of the island and have conversations with these people that were like... It's almost been two months, and they had felt. They said the last aftershock they felt was the week before we got there, and they said they just they're too afraid to sleep inside because what if an aftershock happens while they're sleeping and the building collapses on them? And so outside is literally safer, and so they're living in tents for months. Wow. So, going to something like that uh, is. I mean, what do you what do you leave with? Do you do you feel like, I mean, you guys did some stuff, but I mean, do you? What's the goal of going and helping something, doing something for short term? I mean, the goal is, I mean, it's easy to think of it in like, 
we're making a difference, which I actually think like some of we put hard work in in some of these places, and we made we made some some impact. Yeah. Um, but I think the like the longer term impact for me is just building my own understanding of Puerto Rico and the people yeah. there, and uh, I don't even. I don't know all the stuff they're going through and have experienced, but I learned a ton while I was there and made some friends. Um, and, you know, just life is so, can be so comfortable here. Yeah. And it's just realizing that uh, these people are living in their tents and they're happy. And hmm. like those one tent, little tent town that we were at, we were there for probably two hours and probably every... 10 to 20 minutes a car would pull up and just unload a bunch of stuff for these people and these mm-hmm. were these it wasn't like nonprofits doing it these were their neighbors whose houses were fine or people wow. from other communities nearby who just wanted to help out and they would do walmart runs and all of this stuff and people are even they're going back to work but they're still coming back and sleeping in the tents and it's just i don't know it's just different if if somebody going there other places in the world I think a barrier to to go in and helping doing missions work or doing relief work is <clears throat> I, I don't know where to go what to do where to start and what, I mean how do you nudge somebody to not just have an excuse but to go and do something yeah I mean I felt that like every where we went I was I don't know anything about solar. I don't know anything about <laughs> batteries or electricity other than it can kill me. I don't know, like, these people that are living in these tents. I don't, I can't fix their house for them or inspect their house or tell them it's okay. I can't afford to provide food and clothes for them. Well, I can't, uh, we went to, like, one story that really got me is Vieques uh, is an island. It's like the people explain it of Vieques is the Puerto Rico of Puerto Rico. So just like the huh. same way the States has not been great to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico has not been great to Vieques. Really? And uh, during the la- the hurricane that it was like five years ago, four or five years ago, uh, Hurricane Maria, it destroyed the only hospital on Vieques. Uh, it's like infested with black mold. It's condemned. You can't go inside. Yeah. And so they have like these mobile trailers set up to help people with like volunteer nurses and stuff. But the only way, like if you have an emergency, like if you're having giving birth to a child, they'll put you on an hour long ferry to Puerto Rico and hope that you make it there in time. Wow. And uh, the week before we got there, this little girl. Um, I don't know what happened to her, but she needed to go to the hospital and she died before she was able to make it to Puerto Rico. And the community's response to that was they protested by bringing cinder blocks to the town square and spray painting all over them, asking for a hospital, saying, you won't build us a hospital. What if we give you all the building materials you need to build it? And it's just like this really intense reality that uh like living here in the states i could think oh they're citizens they're everything's fine but they're really puerto rico's really been treated as a third world country 
and the AK is, is really like even a step back, a step back from that. And uh, there's like beautiful things happening and stuff. It's just the privilege and opportunity that I've experienced is not the same as what people that have been born there are. Yeah. Yeah. I think a, a good from you and from a couple other things that are happening I just feel challenged again to think about my next year my next year and a half and and you know where can I where can we where can I go and help and it doesn't necessarily need to be a a big programmed elaborate thing it's get there yeah I mean I used to have this really complex uh, idea of mission trips because I've been on a bunch of mission trips and the reality is, is that they are usually about me hmm. and so that was always like I didn't want to go on them because I felt like I was only helping myself it was almost selfish to some degree yeah. um, but this was a good reminder for me that uh, sometimes the best way that I can help a situation is knowing the situation That's and good. me not going because I'm afraid it's gonna be about me, means that I don't know, which means I don't have empathy and understanding, which means I can't, I can't advocate for, I can't care about, I can't pray for. Um, and so if you go, just make sure you invest in relationships. Like it's, it's about the people. It's not, yeah. it's not about uh, filling up your own feel good meter, yep. but, um, but yeah. Yeah, thinking about different things that are close to us, but it's very easy to have no understanding of. I uh, met with a pastor from Bemidji yesterday for a while, and uh, they, about a third of their public school, I believe, if I recall that right, about a third of his of the public school population in Bemidji is Native American, and their graduation rate of... Native American is below 20% and above. Non-Native American, it's like, it's almost 100%. Hmm. And uh, and so you have this moment where you're like, Vimidji's, oh, that's, that's four hours away. But then there's also, there's the Native American population that's right in Minneapolis. And like, again, we silo ourselves and don't have, we protect ourselves from the uh, pain and success and failure and challenges of people that are right right next to us even yeah yeah it's like i brought my camera down there and i was really hesitant to take photos especially when we we're in the tent cities because mm. i didn't want to it feels like i'm taking photos i'm at my best in taking photos of people in their worst wow and uh one one of them asked me why aren't you taking photos and i was like well i, I said essentially that and uh, she said, but people need to know. Wow. And I mean, that isn't, I shouldn't take that as like walk around, find people in their worst moments of yeah, life yeah. and yeah, and, good. and share that. But there is a truth to that, that, uh, we need to know, mm-hmm. we need to know what's going on. Yep. Yeah. Ignorance is, is bliss. It is not, I don't know. not a good thing. So never, never refer to Puerto Rico as a different country. That's good. <laughs> That's a big step. Uh, I think there's a lot of complexity. I think each uh, person that is from Puerto Rico 
I think it's probably split pretty close to 50-50 of who thinks they should be a part of, be a state and who thinks they should just be their own country. Mm. They're definitely Puerto Ricans and not Americans. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty pretty clear when you're down there, which is great. It uh, is really fun to experience their culture, eat their food, which yeah. was... They did these carne fritas. It's like... It's it's like the, it's imagine like pork belly cut up into cubes, put seasoning all over it and then deep fried. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> eat it. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Well, that, I guess our the challenge I hear for myself is uh, know, understand, take steps to be intentional in knowing people's experiences. Yeah, it's that uh, idea of being present, like. We can't can't have impact in anyone's life or reality. Uh, maybe that's why God's omnipresence is a thing, is because wow. presence matters. Um, so I don't know. I guess the question I just is like, what what situations around you, what places in the world, uh, is you, could your presence be valuable? Um, like I said, I wasn't. I was really excited to go to Puerto Rico, but I was also super nervous because we had very little organization, and uh, but it turned out better than I could have imagined, so it was great. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Going to have a couple more trips to Puerto Rico coming up because yeah. I have to go back. Yep. Yeah. It's like one of those things once you go. Yeah. If you're listening and you have questions about missions trips visits all that um feel free to ask us because i think all of us have been on some trips i mean greg you talked about but scott i know you've been on trips i've been on trips and uh i have a lot of things that i know i don't want a missions trip to be and there are things that uh, i really want a missions trip to be and uh, if you just have general questions if you want to go to puerto rico please come on our next trip um there's no barrier we don't have a certain amount of hours that you need to spend in prayer before you go although you can (laughs) a degree of maturity or a expertise or you know something that you feel like you have to be a uh, a global expert in order to go it's those are not no those are not real barriers no i think it's good to get outside of our own circles even when we're helping our own needs in our community here it's still important to see that there's the rest of the world to have knowledge, like you say, this VAK, the the small part of Puerto Rico that I would have never known about if, Greg, you wouldn't have gone and had this trip, and uh, knowing what's going on in the world and seeing how we can each step in and give part of ourselves to meet needs, it's important. Yep. In fact, this this Sunday at our United Service, something that we've, we, as much as we can at our United Services, we want missionaries that we support that we're a part of serving with or financially supporting come and this this week uh, Dan and Aaron Pack who do work with the Native American population in Minneapolis will be coming and sharing a little bit about who they are and what they do and as I've gotten to know them it just has man opened my eyes and they are I I just I call them they're saints they're just really really beautiful people that love people and are willing to uh place their lives in the middle of people's lives that may not necessarily be easy, natural, fun, or 
all, you know, but they're just so intentional and they've done it for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the Sunday before Easter, uh, we'll have another missionary couple, Jeremy and Emily, not even saying uh, their full name because they, they were evacuated from a country because of uh, persecution being discovered and having to immediately vacate a country. And uh, they're going back. And so, again, in a moment when you just go, well, we gave it a good shot. I guess God closed that door. Uh, they're going back. And uh, so we have a lot to learn from people that are willing to go. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, see you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>